Blog Talk Radio. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, you guys want to start the show? Let's start the show. You know us. You know what we're doing. We're Saturday morning concerning. <laughs> Marky, speak up over there. Hey, undisclosed location right here. That's right. We're rebel radioing. <laughs> That's right. And we're doing it with our good friend Johnny. <laughs> hey, yo, everybody. You might have your entire seat, but you're just going to need the edge of it tonight. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Christian Slater. Uh, uh, why are we getting so cagey here? Because we're under quarantine. <laughs> we're all under quarantine. <laughs> We've got to come up with something to do. Yeah. And we're we're recording this a little ahead of time, but we're pretty sure everybody listening at this point, by mandate, has to come up with something to do <laughs> for the next, I don't know, let's just say seven to ten days. Yeah. Uh, I got I got a feeling podcasts are going to get real huge. Who would have known uh, by day eight? Yeah, who would have known house arrest would be our biggest ratings grab? Yeah, (laughs) well, yeah, I think you're I think you're onto something there because this is this is our moment. This is our time. That was Goonies. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, all right. You guys got that? We know, we know, and I'll tell you why we know because we grew up with that movie, and Uh maybe it's about time since none of us can do any work. (laughs) <laughs> Unless we telecommute. Let's watch Goonies again. Let's prioritize that. In fact, let's help you, yeah. our listeners, you're, you're our down. faithful serialites. Uh-huh. Let's put together a oh. little curated list yeah. of how you should be listening. This is a good start. Thank you for coming to us first. Now we're going to tell you what else to, to watch, to listen to, to uh to to read. Yes. <laughs> Did anyone bring a book title? Uh, no, we're not reading nothing. Okay, uh, so yeah. don't expect anything high until the power goes out. We're not reading anything. Yeah, uh, but no. And and lucky lucky for everybody here, we have a bona fide big time director guest. Oh, you're talking about Dan Bush. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he actually just put out a movie. Uh-huh. Even though you're quarantined, don't worry. Your internet still works. Mm-hmm. You can stream and rent movies. Uh, this is a good one. It's called The Dark Red. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be talking to him all about that and also just about, you know, movies. Being a guy who makes movies. Yeah. And well, he's a he's, movie fan, which is what I like to hear. His love of movies and not so pretentious about it. 
I, no spoiler for the interview, but <laughs> he'll take a gig. He, he's not committed to the indie scene, so we might hear more of him. But based on what I've seen of this film, I know you watched it, uh, but it, I like the dude, and you could you could kind of tell that in yeah. the interview. He's, so, he's yeah. definitely one of us. Yeah, one of us. He's got skill. One of us. Yeah, not not to imply you're a freak. Sorry, Mister Bush. Again, we appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we're here and uh, get used to it. You know. What I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, he's got this new movie out, The Dark Red. Uh, look it up, rent it. Cost you a few bucks, mm-hmm. and it's a fun way, a very distracting way. Yeah. If you're in quarantine for something whose name I will not mention. Yep, but because I you know, feel like it's got too much hype already in the show. Yeah, but if for some reason you're stuck at home, you can't go into work, no one needs you to go into school, and for some reason you can't go to that concert you bought tickets for. Yep. Things are canceled. Yep, this is a great way. Yep, to spend like two hours and get distracted. Great narrative, real body horror movie. We've talked already a lot on the show about how much we like horror movies. Am I right? Absolutely. Am I right? Yeah. Yep. Well, yep. well, you mentioned the quarantine. We Great I, distraction. I, I'm under quarantine for an STD. What the hell are you guys talking about? <laughs> There's something else going around? And then, Let's just put you in the same closet. Okay. You know, I, I like, look, look, guys, uh, there's, there's going to be a lot of downtime uh, in the economy, in, the, in your respective professions, and... Our power is still going to be okay, as far as I could tell. We're still going to have Internet, as far as I can tell. And so what we're going to do today with this particular episode is we're going to try to get get you a list of hunkered-down films. We're going, to, we're going to try to make up for all those times you've been lying about movies that you didn't see, but you're going to say that you've seen so that you could be kind of cool. And um, we're, this, is, this is your opportunity. And, yeah. and Have I'm you gonna... been telling your friends for the last 10 years how much you like Reservoir Dogs? <laughs> yeah, but you never seen Reservoir Dogs? to actually yeah, watch then, Now is the time. And no, so... one, no one can prove it was the first time. And trust me, it's better than you thought. And, and I'm going to start this conversation off the right way. Before we get to Dan Bush and before we get to his movies, which are great and they're fun and they're available right now on different various streaming sites, assuming that the power is still on where movies you are. such as The Signal. The Signal, the Vault, which you're gonna, we're going to talk the about. The Dark Red. The Dark Red, yeah. Um, but the movie that I really, really, really want to talk about because I've never really had another reason to talk about it is Big Trouble in Little China. Have you guys seen Big Trouble in Little China? Johnny Heck? I I have, and funny enough, I just started to watch it. I got home from the bar a couple of weeks ago, and I popped it on. I haven't seen it in years. Really? Popped it on how? I popped it on Netflix or oh, whatever. Oh, Netflix, okay. Yeah, I just popped it yeah, on. Yeah, I no. envisioned, like, you no. had it on DVD no. or no, something. No. You're like... <laughs> Like that was something. It was VHS. Yeah. I got my time machine working, <laughs> and, and I popped it in. I blew on the on the table. I popped it in. By the way, old Johnny yeah. Hex says, "Use your VCR. <laughs> you know, it's a lot safer. Keep cracking them tapes." And uh, it wasn't rewound. Oddly enough, no. I, <laughs> yeah, so, I had to rewind the DVD. So you, so that but, guy was not kind. Yeah, it was not kind. That son of a bitch. And and. Uh, no, it was on demand, and, and to borrow a joke from Gary Goldman, I demanded it and, <laughs> and popped it on. And first 20 minutes, I I 
It it was not as good as I remember. Oh, I remember you don't the, really? You don't think I it's went, good? I was like, oh <laughs> shit! <laughs> a little weathered. Holy <laughs> shit! It made um, uh, they live look like fucking uh, Gandhi, man. I was just oh. like, this is not. I don't know, man. Maybe I need to revisit, but my no, God, because they. It, they Live was my second movie that I was about to recommend. Oh, <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. It was. Roddy Roddy Piper. Oh, my God. He was great in that. Um, but hold on. Let's just hold on. Uh, 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 let's bring just take back. a couple bring steps back. back. Uh, bring it back. I'll lay right, you back okay. in bed. Right, right, I'll kiss right. you on the forehead. Okay. I'll, put, I'll bring your blanket back up to you. Tuck you let's back talk in. about Big Trouble in Little China a little bit. Okay. All right. Let's just let's start with the fact that one of the guys from Mortal Kombat is in it, right? The guy with the with the lampshade hat. Oh yeah, it looks yeah, like yeah. Raiden you don't from mean Mortal like Kombat. one of Raiden. the actors from the movie Mortal Kombat. No, 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 no. I'm talking about that. No, no. I'm talking about Raiden. No, is before the game Mortal Kombat, the video, the stand-up arcade. Yes. Mortal Kombat. The franchise. Yes. The epic franchise. With Liu Kang. Yes. Who was, I believe it was Liu Kang who had the uh, rice paddy hat. It was Raiden. Raiden. Was, God Raiden. of Thunder. But yes, like literally that. had that hat and shot. Lightning bolt. Lightning bolt. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was from. Thank you, because I remember uh, well over 25 years ago bringing that up. <laughs> With a group of friends, and they said, "What are you talking about?" Really, right? I mean, that's that's <laughs> definitely yeah. It was a big deal, and um, I just love that is movie exactly. That yeah, and it was like um, uh, Kurt Russell is in this movie, and I was a big fan of Thing and of uh, Escape from New York, and all this stuff was going on, and he's in this incredible movie, like. This was in the time of Rambo and Schwarzenegger and all this like crazy stuff was going on. Action movies were at its peak. And then there's this there's this kind of indie uh who did the movie? It was John Carpenter. It was Carpenter, right? Uh, well, yeah, and he did yeah. the other ones you mentioned. Yeah, I mean, he did the thing and and um and John all Carpenter of... who famously even when studios gave him money would still do things on a shoestring budget <laughs> oh, and make them good. I know. And he, he did this movie yeah. and yeah. it was it was so low budget and so like creative and imaginative and just so fun. Like I don't care if the special effects don't hold up. The if you watch the thing, it doesn't hold up. If you watch the thing from the from the fifties it doesn't hold up. That's not the point. This movie is um, it's deep. Actually, it's got deep cuts. If it's not too late, I'd like to throw John Carpenter's The Thing, which is one of three reboots slash remakes of the H.G. Wells story. I would say that is by far the best of the three, and it holds up surprisingly well. It does Even hold up. A lot of his stuff doesn't, but that one I think oh, really does. I absolutely it's agree different. with you. Um, but. I absolutely agree with that. There's there's no doubt. If you want to throw the thing into this mix, no problem. You have my full support. Uh, Big Trouble in Little China does something, though, that the thing doesn't do. The thing stands on its own no matter what era that you watch it in. It is It takes place in its own time and place. Big Trouble in Little China is an 80s action movie. 
and mixes 80s action movie with kung fu movie and mystic movie. Like, I really don't think... actually does, like, hearing all that said in one sentence feels like a little bit of a racist slap in the face to somebody. Not me. Yeah, not you. Not me, because I just <laughs> absolutely loved it. And um, even within its own culture that it establishes very well within its own movie, um, there's heroes and there's villains um, of all races and denominations, whatever you want to call it. And may I say, it has an incredibly sexy Kim Cattrall. In that movie, when she was her Kim Cattrallius, oh, in, in my God. opinion, that was oh, incredibly early Kim, Kim Cattrallius. It's that. the Kim Cattrallius of all Kim Cattrallius. So, I want to uh, present to you all as a hunker down movie, Big Trouble in Little China, and uh, just to do my best. Good old Jack Burton always says, if you're hunkered down with some kind of virus, hallelujah. What? Is that a good one? Sure. It, is. it sounds like him, like, accepting HIV. <laughs> I don't know. But, I don't yeah. Know. It was the 80s, so maybe it's yeah. not porn. <laughs> I don't know, but I just... It's, it was social commentary. Yeah. <laughs> he did such a good job because, like, um, he was he was also kind of a klutz. You know, and he wasn't quite the normal hero. He did kind of always come out on top. It was like if C-3PO was an action hero. (laughs) So I just absolutely love this movie. And if you have never, ever had the opportunity to see it, but you've been telling people that you did, well... Now's your chance. Yeah. Go now, see Big Trouble is, Little China. This is your only opportunity <laughs> yeah. to not die a liar. <laughs> All right. Who's next? What do you got? I got one in the hopper, Grim, unless you wanted to whip it out and go next. <laughs> no, no. All but right. I do want to do that before I die. Right. But don't, please, let's not get distracted. All right. I was going to go with. Actually, I, I was originally going to go with the Goonies, but you brought that up in the lead, and I think that's a pretty good go-to. I used to watch that as a kid mm-hmm. when you're home from school or something. You're of that age, but... Well, it's like, I for us of this generation, it's like comfort food. Yes, mm-hmm. it, it, it is Which exactly I don't think that. if we're talking to someone who's 22, watch the Goonies, they're not going to get it like we did. I got one it's for not, you. No fault to them. All right, I have one, and I'm going to throw out the year... And the director, and see if uh, you guys recognize it. 1997, Barry Levinson, Robert De Niro, Dustin Hoffman, Anne Heche, Woody Harrelson. Oh, that's Wag the Dog. Wag the Dog. Yeah, I've seen that. I saw it, that in the theater. Yeah, same. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it gets enough praise as, as it should. Basic premise. There's a philandering president. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, everybody, because I've seen it. I remember. I saw it in the theater. This is what you're prescribing people who are sitting at home <laughs> yes. trying to escape yes. from anxiety <laughs> about government. the government. <laughs> you say, watch Wag the Dog. Are you serious? Absolutely. This is your escapism. This is me knuckling under. <laughs> I'm doubling down on this shit. By the way, if... 
If you already subscribe to <laughs> to Johnny Heck's various social media, you'll understand that's on brand for him. It is very much. I'm just worried it's not very on brand for calming the populace. But go ahead. I I think it's a good perspective. All right, go and, on. And and it's sincerely apropos. So again, philandering president uh, gets. I think uh, allegations of sexual misconduct and calls in a fixer. Not exactly sure where he comes from, and they try to spin the narrative, wag the dog. It's a old saying. Anyway, hires this team and a Hollywood producer played by Dustin Hoffman. It's worth explaining though, because it's not a real saying that anyone ever uses, other than to describe the movie. I use it all the time. Slow you down here, but stop wagging the dog, Shane. It's it's when instead of a dog wagging his tail. If you reverse your point of view, you realize the tail is, is wagging, wagging the dog. The dog. Yeah. What? <laughs> so deep cut. Yes. So I, I just I, I just really enjoyed this movie and see it from that perspective. And then you have a Woody Harrelson who just goes full, I don't know, monster in it. And he's supposed to be the golden boy. And they just go back and forth and trying to fix it, but they keep. Uh, I don't know, going toe to toe with those trying to expose it, and it's just it's it's really it's really good. And yeah, maybe in this political climate, but I think it's important not to forget where we're at and how how things kind of go behind the scenes. So that's one I'm going to watch this weekend, man, and just kind of revel in it. I mean, let's let's double down on the crazy bullshit happening in in the in the world in the country. And All it's right. funny. It's All not right. a drama. Per se, it is no, funny. As, as long as you can see it as a comedy, it's funny. And and I'm glad that you described it as like, well, I'm just going to double down on the I'm bullshit. I'm doubling down. In my <laughs> quarantine. Because maybe we should have had this discussion in a in a meeting before the show. I thought the point was, no, let's not double down. This is distractionism. This is escapism. Well, what is right? your option? Shea, that's why I'm the wild card, bro. That's right. That's why I went... Second. Now you bring it back. See, we could also say Wally, but we see all those fat fucks in the thing going, well, that's going to be us in about 15 years, so that could be a downer, too. He says Wally. Wally's a downer. Wally's a fucking super downer. I know. It's yeah. horrible. All right. Yeah. Go on, Shay. What well, do you got? Wag again, the dog. All right. All right. <laughs> wag the dog. Uh, a great movie, actually. I really enjoyed that, even though it has been kind of very hard to find. Again, guys, I saw it in the theater. Should I not get credit for seeing it in the theater? Bing pot. I think that's pretty good. <laughs> I saw it in the theater. I went to go see Same. I paid money and I ate popcorn and I drank a $30 soda to watch that movie. Boy, I was going to stay on track in this episode, but now I'm inclined to ask, as a therapist, Marky, uh-huh. why do you feel so compelled to ask for credit for seeing it in the theater? Well, because he I was think the that... only one in the theater, probably. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, because you were mocked. Uh, if you you know, if you like, think back at the era. It might have been around a little bit after the Forrest Gump era. It was '97, so yeah, yeah like, I think it was Gump right was around there. Yeah, where yeah. like movies were just like, let's make an Oscar movie with. Oscar actors and let's you know and like and that's kind of what this was right it wasn't it it was Dustin Hoffman yeah and it Hoffman was De Niro, and De Niro. yeah who wouldn't read Team until Meet the Fockers so yeah. I mean we <laughs> and that movie's horrible 
Um, what? Meet the fuck? Yeah, what? I'd rather have coronavirus than watch that movie again. <laughs> he said it. That's $1 Oh, in the yeah, pot. you're right. I'm sorry. Virus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but look, I, I saw it in the theater. I do think that I should get some it's credit okay. for this. I'm editing all this out from when, <laughs> from when you first brought it up. I think I should get credit for it. Credit given. Yes. All right. There you go. All right. Now, what's yes. yours? Uh, well, I don't know if you guys know this. But I saw Gremlins in the theater. Oh man, yeah, that's a cheap though. Everyone's gonna, everyone's already seen Gremlins. <laughs> Gizmo caca. <laughs> Dude, that scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. When she pops that uh, Gremlin in the microwave, I know. Man, I almost cried. And I was like ten years old. I know. I stuck my out. puppy in the microwave just to see if that happened. Oh, and then he went geez. and saw Gremlins afterward. <laughs> No, I actually, the very first time I watched Gremlins in a theater as a kid, I remember uh, 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 the scene where the pops in the microwave, mm-hmm. someone in the theater yelled out, Ma, what's for dinner? Oh, no <laughs> way. Seriously, like, it broke the tension, and we all um. laughed like crazy. And uh, I, for some reason, that was just one of the memories that sticks out in my head. <laughs> no way. What movie did you want us to talk about? Oh shit! I didn't really actually do my homework. Yeah. Uh, I would say no for my money. Uh huh. Rewatch The Office on Netflix. <laughs> there is way more time, material, and just fucking. You can live in another inconsequential world. So we said movies, but you want us to go watch The Office. Yeah, because you guys, no matter how on the nose you were, and trust me, Johnny, especially, you weren't. hey <laughs> Nothing is going to distract you from the world longer or better than watching uh, 19 seasons of The Office. It was only eight, I believe. And also, so if you're under quarantine, you can't go to work, you're going to watch a TV show about people at work. <laughs> That yeah. now finally you understand escapism. Oh wow! Wow! You finally okay. have a chance to be at home, not worry about work, and you're watching a bunch of assholes at, at a paper supply company. Really? All right. If Ow. that if that doesn't work, all right, I got a backup. Okay. Uh, I'm just twisting watch your the, the entire series of Thirty Rock. Oh. I mean, unless of course you That's are on enough. Saturday Night Live. Then I guess I fucked it up too. Jesus. You're but either one this. of them, the idea is that if you want escapism, if you want to live in a built out world where you don't have to worry so much about this, I want, watch I the want Simpsons. to know. Watch this. If no. you watch just a movie, that's designed to draw you into a conflict and spit you out. This is your opportunity to promote and champion a movie. That some people have not seen, and they maybe have been lying about seeing. Oh, oh, like, I see. What, what you're is doing. your movie? Like, oh. what do you want people to? This is your opportunity so that you don't have to lie to Todd because he was <laughs> in the film class. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I, I yeah. took the, the assignment your... <laughs> too seriously, but you're right. This what is, is your movie? Since no one can check up on you to see. All right. <laughs> Everybody, Apocalypse Now. Oh, I'm not no. calling anyone out for not having seen it. Go watch it now, whether you've seen oh, it or not. God, you're we'll right. all meet back here after the quarantine 
it will be a great discussion. I will no. say this. I've never seen it. Oh, you see? I just gave him the opportunity. Do you see? I'm not, li- I'm not being taught. He could have lied is. and then no. watched it, and then that is, that's what I'm talking about. I've well, then it, it makes this whole quarantine pointless if he's if if Johnny's just going to – I'll edit that out. <laughs> if Johnny's just going to fucking admit he hasn't seen it. That's this the point, though. Wild card. This is it. It's like we're going to give you our suggestions so that you, while you're quarantined or whatever, for whatever reason, you're going to be able to catch up so that you could tell Todd, yeah, I've seen that movie, Todd. Then yeah, you really you stupid dick. Yeah. So now you're telling the truth. I agree with you. Apocalypse Now is probably a movie that most people have not seen, but whenever someone says, oh, what about Apocalypse they're going to lie all, and oh, say, yeah. yeah, that scene in the, the boat, the riverboat. <laughs> oh, yeah, river? the one yeah. with uh, Marlon Brando, yeah. and that's oh, yeah. where Martin Sheen had a heart attack. And Of all the movies I've seen, of all the movies I've seen, that, that one, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> if we're talking about movies, that... Is that a movie. And movie. That is a movie. All right. Now get. Wait, no, right. no, wait, wait, wait. Listen, wait, wait. I, listen. I, 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 wait, wait. I don't want to move on you from don't, this yet. No, we have to, mostly because we got this interview locked and loaded. Oh, that's We're right. We're talking to Dan Bush. He has made a movie which, you know what? I, I might make us take a real life, like IRL break, and watch this movie before any of you is allowed to leave the okay. studio. I'm in. Movie quarantine. Anyway, before that, Magic Interview Machine, bring us over to me and Dan talking about his movie, The Dark Red, right before it came out, which it already is out. Go look for it. The Dark Red, Dan Bush, Magic Interview Machine. Quick, where? Where are you? Meanwhile. Oh, yeah, no worries. Uh, I'm happy to. I always like talking about movies, so. Oh, perfect, perfect. Uh, listen, uh, we'll, we'll just dive right in. I don't want to take up any, any more of your time today. I know, I know. You oh, I'm got good. I got, I got plenty yeah. of time. I got plenty of time. All right. Well, I, I'm uh, a big fan uh, of you guys. So, oh, Dan, I'm so glad you said that because, uh, I remember when I caught, uh, the vault. Oh, by the way, everybody, this is Hi. Dan Bush. Hey, they're, they're cheering in the background. Hey. Uh, okay. Hey, guys. But uh, I remember when I caught the vault, when I just, you know, mm-hmm. one of those perfect movie experiences where I I knew just about zero going into it, uh, didn't know what to expect. Yeah. Uh, and my and I, I'm a sucker for, like, horror movies, for uh, any psychological twist and turn kind of stuff. Yeah. So, and this did it in spades. Uh, I'm, so, anyway, I, I'm a fan of yours. I can legitimately say that this time around. Oh, thanks. Thank you. And now you've got your newest movie, <clears throat> The Dark Red. That's coming out as as we record this, everybody. It's coming out tomorrow. By the time you're hearing it, it probably just came out. So turn this off. Go watch it. <laughs> but uh, Indeed, what, yeah. So tell me, tell me, Dan, what, what is it that keeps driving you to keep making movies? This is... Is are you a glutton for punishment, or are you really getting something out of this? Yeah, man, I've been making movies my whole life. Uh, you know, left high school and thought to myself, well, I'm damned if you know if I can't do this, I'm going to try with everything I've got. So I've been doing that, and um, you know, I'm just a, I'm a big cinephile, and I'm 
I've been in love, had love affair with movies my whole life. And I, uh, you know, when I started out, um, after the signal came out, we went to Sundance and sold that movie. And then there was seemed to be a break for us. And I thought, you know, we were, there was all these kind of deals lined up and, and things were happening, but then there was like the crash in 2008. And it brought me back to this philosophy that I've always had with filmmaking of just by any means necessary. So whenever you have a project that's in development and it's taking years to get, you know, over the hump, the best strategy is just go make another movie, you know, by any means necessary with, you know, duct tape and spit and, you know, friends and family and, and the, the whatever gear you have in your office. So, <laughs> um, so I've kept that spirit and it's kind of like that sort of Cassavetti spirit. And I've kept that going and, you know, cause you know, sitting in, in rooms with agents and lawyers is not the same thing as making films. So unless you're doing it, you know, and, and now, you know, and I was kind of came up in the digital revolution when it became possible to do it without having a billion dollars. So, um, so the dark red is, is, is kind of, you know, fabricated informed, you know, in that, in the spirit of that. Well, uh, it, it, it looks like you put together a pretty professional looking project though, uh, regardless of how much you think it's duct tape and spit. Uh, and I can say that as someone (laughs) on this show who has watched a lot of movies put together with duct tape and spit. So, uh, so again, great work. And, and maybe that's, maybe that's the difference because I don't know if you know this, Dan, but a lot of us out there consider ourselves cinephiles. We all grew up Mm -hmm. loving movies and I've, I would imagine. I speaking at least for myself. I know I thought for a long time like, oh, I'm I'm going to be a filmmaker. Uh, yeah. Oh, really? But but I'm not the one doing press for my new movie. Very few of us realistically <laughs> are. So you've got a little something extra. Whatever it is that you're doing, I don't know if you've had any crises of faith over the years where you're like, this is it. I'm done. It sounds like you haven't, because you didn't describe that at all in your process there. Well, you know, it, it, it's not without doubt. There's certainly, you know, I, I kind of made a deal with the universe many years ago that I wasn't going to give up. And, you know, and, I, and my movies have, you know, they, they're all, and I, I always like to play with the form. I'm always doing stuff that's like, you know, bending genre and not just, my movies don't fit nicely in a, in a perfect box of formula kind of thing. And, and so that's provided some challenges with, you know, re- outreach and finding different different audiences that will go along with us on these crazy rides. But, um, but yeah, I just I love I love making movies, man. Okay, well now I hope I never have to stop. Uh, it sounds like you're not going to. You you probably couldn't take a hint if someone tried to give it to you. But I I respect that about you. <laughs> the, uh, well, thanks. But now I am curious uh, if. You know, if you felt that you had to, you know, put, you know, take a single genre, keep it in a box so that you could appeal to a larger audience so that you could, you know, keep making movies, would you do that? How far would you compromise? I want I want to get real. Oh, yeah. With you, Dan. Sure, man. Um, yeah, man. Pay me. I'll do it. I'll, 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 <laughs> I can I can emulate it. I can emulate a, a form or a genre. I can I can do it. Um I just, I've, you know, I've always just, I think, I don't know, I'm just always curious about how stories change as we evolve as humans, and we're in some crazy times right now, and I, um, I just, I really enjoy when a story plot or, you know, a sort of a, the structure of the story services, you know, the, these, the, this, this sort of a fractured identity that I think we all kind of experience in this, this century we're living in now, and 
you know, and, and there's a lot of things that traumatize us and a lot of stress stress points that we didn't used to have. We're always on, you know, fight or flight. And that makes for good horror movies and that makes for good thrillers and psychological thrillers. And so I, I just I just lean into that. But yeah, man, if, if somebody was like, hey, just just do just tell a, a straight up story, Dan, just give it to us. I'm in you know, and it's a cool story and it's really you know, I, I think one of the best structured movies I ever saw was The Terminator. And if, if I could do something like that, I sure as hell would. Yep. Well, n- not without its own elements of uh, of psychological horror and such, too. But sure, no- nothing wrong with having that in your back pocket. But the, Absolutely. Uh, but uh, so so let me ask you if let's. All right. Here, here's the hypothetical I'm going to throw out. You've had basically right. the same career, but instead of making Signal first, you, you sat on it. And right after uh, The Dark Red comes out tomorrow, you finally pull it out of a box, dust it off, and you want to make it. Mm-hmm. Would you make it differently? Would it be a much different movie? You know, 10 years, you oh, know, that's 15 good... years of your own life, 15 years of, of the American life now haven't gone by. Mm-hmm. Are you going to approach it differently? That's a really good question. Um on the one hand, my experiences as a filmmaker would inform, like, my, my talents and my skill level, I feel like, has, you know, I, I've grown as a filmmaker, and, and the choices that I've made have, have certainly changed, and, and the way that I approach, you know, my process and everything has changed a little bit. But for the most part, I think the signal is even more uh, telling today. It's even more of an allegory for some of the fears and weird, you know, stuff that we've, that's happening in society today. I mean, I, I think that I probably would just have more fun with it than I did then, because then, I, you know, we were, we were making the movie again, by any means necessary, but we didn't know what we were doing. We didn't know where it would go or how it would pay off. And that, you know, I have hindsight to go, okay, well, I know which things worked and which things maybe didn't work as well. But other than that, there's not much I would change. I think that movie holds up. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of a big fan of that movie. That one that uh, one does end up being kind of prescient, I think. Uh, and what? Yeah, it was about 15 years ago, and it feels like a lot has changed in 15 years. But yeah, yeah. Well, there's. I mean, the, just the, the 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 conservative paranoia that. This, the film speaks to, and, and, and our, our screen times have changed for sure. Everybody's when we made that movie, not everybody was carrying around a smartphone. Yeah. Now, now the signal goes off today. You know, it's, it's probably even more mayhem. Yeah. So. Well, <laughs> well, all right, you've uh, you've convinced me. You still love your work. You uh, and unless is there anything? And uh, I'll open it up even beyond the signal. At this point in your career, do you look back at any of the early stuff and cringe at choices you made? Oh yeah, I mean, you know, you can't you can't start to tell a comprehensive story unless you first fail. I mean, fail. I think the you know the the only path to success is through failure. So I I can look back at some of my movies and just yeah cringe and some of the short films I first started off making and some of the poetry I was trying to get to or, or the convoluted structure that I was trying to go for that people, that nobody could ever understand because they're, you know, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, at the same time, you know, when you start making movies and doing short films, you get a chance to do stuff that's maybe more lyrical, maybe not as plot driven, you know, because the moving image is more than just, it's not theater. It's not, it's not, you know, it's, it's, there's so much more you can do with that form. 
So, you know, I think people should always be experimenting. It's Movies aren't just for feature films. You know what I mean? The, mm-hmm. the moving image is something that is powerful and um, can be used for many different things. And I think it's, it's fun to play with storytelling with it. So, Oh, I uh, let me ask you, have you, this is a bit of a tangent then, but now I want your opinion on it. Have you seen that right. new, well, newish David Lynch short, I think on Netflix, where he's oh, no, I have not seen the it monkey? Yet. All right, all right. No, no. I, I, tell me about. I, I'm, 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 I've been living in a hovel and just trying oh, to, what? you know, finish the dark red for a long time. So I haven't <laughs> and doing other projects. So I, I feel like I have, I'm, I'm coming out of a cave. So if, I would love to see that. Well, in that case, yeah, I'll recommend it to you. It's I get it's less than 20 minutes long, and it's a David Lynch black and white. He is. Mm-hmm. You know, old film noir style interrogating this uh, monkey with, and I believe it's it sounds like it's David Lynch playing the monkey as well with a little like old '90s Conan and O'Brien he, mouth trick, and it's so it's just these bizarre non sequiturs. Is it like your? Is it a? Is it like a racer head style David Lynch, or is it? Yeah, you said black and white. So yeah, I, it does. Huh. It kind of has that feel. That very stark. Uh, you know, I mean, it's obviously it's it's you can see he's much older, but it's going for about yeah. as much like whatever he has learned as a storyteller, he is still keeping it locked away as far as I can tell. But for some reason, I couldn't take my eyes off this thing. It didn't make a lot of sense, and it even ended with this <laughs> bizarre song and dance number by the monkey. But I couldn't stop <laughs> looking at it, kind of thing. Right, and maybe he's speaking to you on a level that's on a different part of your brain. That you know, yeah, that, that honestly, that I still don't understand myself. But somehow, like David mm-hmm. Lynch can do this, and I'm on board. But I got a feeling if right, I right, said, right. "All right, I'm just going to throw something crazy on the screen," people would see right through me. So, if you do get a chance, watch that. Call me up in the middle of the night. We'll talk about it. I'm curious. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right, well, I don't want to get into spoiler territory right on the verge of, of the release of Dark Red, but I feel like we should address it a little bit, so I'd be more comfortable yeah. if you kind of told the audience what they should know before seeing it, because it starts to, sure. turn, starts, starts to take twists right away. Well, you know, so in Dark Red, a woman, Civil Warren, shows up in a psych ward claiming that her baby was taken by a forced cesarean uh, by a secret society and that the baby was taken for its supernatural bloodline. So you're already set up to know that, like, there's this idea that there is, you know, there's a a secret society or a cult at work and they're, they're, they're they're harvesting blood. And that immediately puts the movie in sort of body horror territory, um, you know, along the lines of like Rosemary's Baby or whatnot. But what I was interested in is what I call identity horror. So identity horror for me is is whenever your characters think about movies like Angel Heart or Jacob's Ladder, whenever your characters um, are, are, are being told that their narrative that they are telling themselves is not real and that everything that they're being told, that, they, that they, they're convinced of is in their, it's fabricated in their minds and that they are crazy. Um, the terror of that is sort of what is the, movie, the movie is based on. And it's a female perspective. I wanted our audience to be rooted 
firmly in Sybil's, played by April Billingsley, so I could say April's perspective. Um, and, and I wanted them to suffer through what she suffered through and come to a strength that she comes to as a result of, of having gone through it. Um, and even going through the point of like, at one point she even says, why should I even expect to be a mother or to have a family or to be normal? Of course I shouldn't because, you know, I'm nobody, I'm nothing. And that's sort of what the doctor is trying to get to break her down to realize. And, and you know, so that was the, that was the impetus for the movie. And I don't think I've spoiled too much, but I think that that's, you know, uh, that's, that's where we start. So. Yeah, that's good. I wasn't even sure if I should bring up, you know, the supernatural bloodline or something because. Yeah. Well, again, I don't want to. Well, you know. We're not talking a ghost movie per se here, but uh, go into it expecting everything and nothing maybe is the best way. Right. And it's definitely, I mean, it's rooted in some very specific horror elements. I mean, it, but it does bend genre. It doesn't, it's not, it's, it's more than just a horror movie. It's, it's got other elements, but, um, you know, and when I say, I say body horror, it's sort of the sub subgenre because it deals with, I mean, our movie deals with female body autonomy and, you know, some of this horror comes from like the terror of powerlessness we feel as she endures this forced cesarean and I have the audience kind of undergo that with her. So it's not easy to watch. Um, but you know, it's, it's sort of born out of this patriarch patriarchal notions of like the female body autonomy and the body as an object. And even at one point in the movie, he, the, the, one of the evil guys, the evil nemesis in the movie says to her, you know, you're, you don't realize you're just livestock. You're, a beast for breeding. I mean, you know, it's, so that, yeah, it gets into some Rosemary's baby kind of territory where, yeah, but I, you know, I think it's a very apropos movie for right now, you know, and I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I really enjoy telling it. Yeah. There's some real social commentary on that, on that level as well, which I mean, there, there is has and, not been out yeah. of place in the last several decades, but now more than ever, perhaps. Yeah. And, you know, and I, and I, I'm a dude. So like going into this, I wanted to surround myself with, to help, to help guide me through the female perspective to some of these events and some of these, some of the horrible stuff and crazy stuff. And even some of the revenge stuff that happens in the movie as we go and travel with Sybil on her journey from like vulnerable to sort of Sarah Connor badass. And we did, we actually took a break on production for about six months so she could do a body transformation and get in shape. Um, but as I went through that, I, I, I surrounded myself with what I called like the caucus of our, our, our females that were the keys, the creative keys in the movie and like our production designer and our director of photography was female and our costume designer and our, even our stunts coordinator and choreographer. So I had all these, very, they're very close friends of mine, but I have all these these women that were helping me to sort of, you know, like I said, I'm a dude, so I wanted to really better understand and not make any assumptions about a female perspective going through this. So. I'm glad you were aware of that. Um, it, it didn't stop you from writing the movie, apparently, but that's nope. probably good because that's how it got made. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, by the way, everybody, uh, April Billingsley's performance is amazing. I think... Uh, you know, you need a really strong performance because this is her movie, her character's movie outright. Uh, and and the journey she goes on as a man, how, like, were you uncomfortable trying to tell April how to play it? Or did you more or less say, 
here's my general idea. Now you do it right. <laughs> um, yeah, do it better. Do it again, but better. No, I, um, that wasn't the case at all. In fact, you know, April and I are on the same page. So when she came to the audition, she was in character, and I was. I thought she was going to kill me or I thought she was going to beg me to help her escape from the audition. I couldn't, but I, I was just, her energy was, I mean, I, she was in it. And from that point on, we just had many, many conversations about, you know, and as a, I think movies work really well when the actors and the director are working from a place of, you're not becoming somebody other than who you already are. You, it's just yourself, but in a different set of circumstances. And so the, the, the job becomes for the director and, and for the actor at that point to study those circumstances um, and to sort of live through it. And so she did that. She literally embodied this stuff and fully engaged her imagination and did all of her research and studied the circumstances to the best of her ability and sort of, you know, and it made it for, made for a very organic and, you know, rich experience. And I think and all I had to do was turn on the cameras at that point and she was there, she was ready to go. And it was, I just, I, I would like to celebrate her because she's, she really did. I mean, she has to go through so much in this movie and she gets experienced so many different expressions mm-hmm. of, you know, not just, not just, you know, a, a female experience, but also a human experience. And I think she carries us all with her through it. And I, I just, you couldn't, I mean, I can't imagine this movie without her. I don't think it can be done. Yeah. And I think, and that the Sarah Connor, uh, you know, connection is ve- is very real in the fact that, you know, the Terminator really is all about Sarah Connor. Right. And, and that journey. And I think, uh, and that's why the best sequels always keep that in mind. And that seems to be at the forefront, you know, in the dark. So, Hats off to you. Uh, you, you and you and that Cameron guy, you're doing good work. <laughs> Put me in the same wheelhouse with him. Oh my god, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. <laughs> all right. Well, I know you're on this last push to get uh, all the press uh, done for the movie when it is all over, and once you watch the uh, David Lynch short. Uh, what mm-hmm. What are you as a movie fan gonna do? What movies are you waiting to see? We're where are we going to find you in a theater this summer? Uh, man, I need, like I said, I need to crawl out of my dark hollow and, and see what's going on. I'm really excited about, you know, the, my co-director on the signal, David Bruckner, made a movie uh, called The Night House, which is coming out. And I've seen early cuts of it, but I'm really excited to see what he's done with it because it, I think it it sold at Sundance for. A, you know, a good amount, and he's he's going to be able to release it to everybody soon. So look out for the Night House. My other co-director, Jacob Gentry, is making a movie right now that's also going to be released with uh, Dark Sky. It's the same company that uh, took on the Dark Red and is, is doing a killer job of putting the Dark Red out into the world. And so he, Jacob's got a, a new movie coming out that I can't wait to see. Um, but yeah, I'm a I'm, I'm Adam Wingard is is doing a, a movie. Um, King Kong and Godzilla, and I can't wait to see that. So, uh-huh. yeah, there's these fun movies, and and you know, beyond horror, I'm I'm just a, I mean, any any kind of, I don't know. There's it seems like there's every once in a while there's these movies that pop up that just sneak up on you. Um, a few years ago, we had Short Term Twelve. I don't know if you saw that, mm, I don't think but so. I look forward to what. Yeah, you should check that out. That put a lot of different people on the on the Short on the, Term Twelve. You know, oh, Short Term Twelve. 
Yep. Brie, that was Brie, Brie Larson's breakout movie. And um, a lot of the actors in that are now huge. But, uh, yeah, so every once in a while a movie comes along and it just changes the game for me. And I'm hoping that there'll be some of those coming up in 2020. Mm-hmm. Well, well, this is probably a futile question because I know you've been busy, but I might as well ask since it's at the very top of the public consciousness now. Did you see Parasite? Oh yeah. As yeah. would you? I I think it's a horror movie. Sure, it's got many other levels, but uh, I I enjoyed it yeah. most. Is like, holy crap! There's something coming around the corner. This is falling apart, kind of. Horror. <laughs> uh-huh. So, uh huh. So yeah, I think. Um, I think Parasite is one of those movies, like, it, it reminds me of the kind of thing that I strive towards, where it's all based in the character, and the expressions of that, like, if you're following the character and the circumstances that the character's living through, the expressions of that are going to sometimes be horror, sometimes they're going to be funny, sometimes they're going to be sexual, sometimes they're going to be, you know, um, dramatic, and, and those expressions, instead of going, oh, okay, I have to hit all these beats and hit all these markers that make it fit into the box it's so much fun in a movie like parasite to let it live and let it have its own perspectives and expressions does that make sense and so that's why i like that movie i think it's it it honors itself rather than trying to you know turn itself into something rigidly Hmm. do you think uh do you think maybe it had that flexibility because it wasn't made in the hollywood system like do you think he could have done it with an american studio no. Oh, all right. <laughs> not, I mean, not easily. It would take the right studio and the right people willing to take a chance, I think. That's my perspective. But I don't think it would have been easy. Um, it's hard. And, you know, every movie that you make is, is a different. There's, sometimes there's a different team involved and there's different levels of um, either, either letting you and trusting the director to go and do their thing the way that they, you know, and in. In, in believing in that which they have invested it in, the writer and director, or having a heavy hand and wanting to, you know, mm-hmm. wanting to wanting to bend it to what they perceive to be the thing. And you know, every movie is different, and there's different battles. So, well, now that it flew in and won all the Oscars, do you think uh, American studios are going to be more willing to do stuff like this, or do you think it's more like they're going to mandate? For the next couple of years, that every horror movie come out like this. Um, you know, I'm not much in the studio system myself yet, and I, I have flirted with it over the years, um, but I have yet to make a studio picture. So I'm not exactly sure what the politics of that are. But I, I, I do think everybody's going to scramble because you know it's it, they're going to the first thing that everybody does is emulate. Yeah. And they're going to try to make their own parasite. So, whether they understand what it what it takes to make a parasite, whether they see the fractured structure, the, or the genre bending qualities of it, or not, I, I don't know what. But it just depends on whoever that studio exec is and what they perceive to be the thing, the magic sauce behind that one. Um, so, All right. but yeah, they will try. They will try to make parasite. <laughs> they are. They are not over that yet. <laughs> They'll try to make parasite part eight. Yes. Well, I'll probably be paying for them up to at least six. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm no better than the next guy, I guess. But uh, all right, Dan. Well, thank you so much. I have so much fun talking about movies with people who really know movies. Uh, and it sounds like you're not going to be someone who doesn't do movies no matter what. 
Come hell or high water. I'm going to duct tape and spit. I'm going to keep on, yeah. Duct tape and spit, love and friendship. Uh, <laughs> and, the, uh, and the gear that's under your desk. <laughs> you take your iPhone. Whatever's in your hand, you start shooting. All right, Dan. Well, I want you to know we're out here on the audience side supporting you, so keep doing it. I promise we're going to keep showing up for you. Uh, any Anything else? Uh, oh, by the end, of course, let's one more time, let's mention the dark red coming out uh, March 5th yeah. or March 6th. March, Friday, March, March 6th. 6th. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where, yeah. Where can we find it? Where can we find it? Uh, so Joe, it's going to be in Brooklyn. It's, yeah, so it's going to be in Brooklyn at the Nighthawk. It's going to be in L.A. at the Arena. Uh, it's going to be um, the Gateway in Columbus, and it's going to be at the Plaza Theater in Atlanta. What am I missing? Oh, Music Box in Chicago. So there's some really cool, uh, unique theaters where it's playing, uh, and if it does well, it'll that will, you know, move past that. It's also on VOD, so you can get it, you know, wherever you get your stuff, like iTunes and Amazon and Google so Play. Not everywhere. one of the major cities. Check out VOD. It's you. You all know how yeah. to get movies. It's pretty easy. You're going to have the opportunity starting March 6th. Uh, I'm glad I watched it. I'm not going to spoil it for you. Don't go spoiling it for the next guy either. Thank you. Indeed. Uh, hey, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Oh, you got it. Thank you, Dan. Uh, anything else you want to plug? I, I, you've more than earned it by indulging me this much. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, I'm looking forward to you know what I'm doing next is a pod is like a, a a podcast a fictional scripted narrative podcast. Ooh, uh, yeah. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I'm, I've got a, a partnership with Blumhouse, and we're going to do the supernatural story. Um, oh, three kids go into a cave as an initiation ceremony kind of thing for their high school, and only one of them comes out alive. So it's a true crime supernatural twist. That you know, there've been a couple of those podcasts that ended up just going straight to making shows and movies. So yeah, uh, you, you might be on it's, this project longer than you think. It's fun. It's it's great. It's great. It's a great different way of of storytelling and engaging with an audience. So I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm actually a I I'm I'm a sucker for podcasts as well. So do you do you have, <laughs> do you have a name or anything to hold on to right now? Uh, yeah, it's called the Mental Walk Caves. The Mental Walk Caves. Mental Walk Caves. Oh, the Mental Walk Caves. Like uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, when when can I find that? Uh, well, we are we are in pre production now, so um, probably a little bit later this year. All right, I'm looking forward from you and Bloomhouse, yeah, Mantawak Caves, uh, and everybody. One more time, the Dark Red. Come on, give them some money. We want to keep this going. Oh, and also you get to see. Thank a you, man. Rabbit. All right, thank you, Mister. Yeah, and, and bring your popcorn too. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. Thank you, uh, Dan Bush, everybody. We can't wait to talk to you again on the show. I appreciate it, sir. Uh, yeah, pleasure's all, all mine. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Have a good one. Mm-mm. My super golden crisp cereal is the life of this nutritious breakfast. Can't believe there's eight vitamins hiding in that sweet, crispy wheat. Well, well. Frankie the Finn and my old pal Sharky. What's up, fellas? Your time, sugar bear. We're cruising for a quad. How about a vitamin packed punch? Right, yeah. flight to the coast. Thanks to the lift, boys. I can't get enough super golden crisp. It's got crunch with punch. Yeah. <laughs>
Uh-huh. Yeah, clearly, when uh, when he was still in the super smooth phase, uh-huh. they had mm-hmm. vitamins in that cereal. By the way, in the eighties, they thought sugar was a vitamin. <laughs> <laughs> it is a vitamin. Vitamin A. You get you vitamin get results. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it is. But oh, uh vitamin D for diabetes. <laughs> Ooh, damn. But nothing is done happenstance around Saturday morning cereal because that commercial's playing to highlight a very specific I'm gonna admit something here to all of you. All right. That I Oh, it's have, confession time. Yes yes, 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 go, go. I have never seen Jaws. Ooh. You mean like Jaws 2? Jaws. Jaws, Jaws 3? Steven Spielberg. 3D? Jaws. I have never seen. I've seen Jaws 3D before. <laughs> but I've <laughs> never. Do you think that mitigates it? <laughs> no. Is that why you're telling us that? Were you but lost the whole time? I have been lying for years about seeing Jaws. Oh wow! And, okay, okay. And that's, now that's I'm big. going to watch Jaws while I'm in quarantine. Um, but I have never seen Jaws. I think I know what it's about. I could. Can I, yeah, yeah. I was going to yeah. say, let's take a minute here because I want to ask you because I'll confession time here. <laughs> I have not seen it since I was probably seven or eight. Okay. And so I could not like piece together. Much more, I have seen the scene where he, like, drags his fucking fingernails across the chalkboard. Do you know? Have you seen, do you remember anything about that? No, I know that, I know, because I played the Nintendo Jaws game, I know that at the end. There was a Nintendo Jaws game. Yeah, where you had to, like, stick. I, Dan Grimshay, must now admit, I have never played the Jaws Nintendo game. At the very end, you had to stick the bow of the boat into Jaws. Is that in the movie? Uh, I, yeah. It, 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 the movie is actually 8-bit, too, which is weird. Uh, <laughs> dude, between playing the game and going on the Universal <laughs> ride, you've seen <laughs> the movie, basically. I've, I've, right. Yeah, you've basically seen yeah, the movie. So I yeah. think that I've seen the movie without mm-hmm. ever actually seeing the movie. So whenever anybody's talking about Jaws, I could participate in that. And I feel that same because I honestly don't remember more plot beats than... There was like one attack, and then everybody at the beach was scared. Remember, and he like goes, hired some Wells ragtag group of shark aficionados, and then there was some terror and a shark bit and ate a bunch of people on a boat. Yeah, and that's all I could remember. But honestly, I bet you knew all that anyway. I knew it all. I know the Donna. Yeah, everybody does. Everybody knows that. So I have been able to lie for 40 years. You've been movie grifting those How how, how do you feel after having said this, at least to us, and now also to 8 million humans? Ever in my life. I've never, ever, ever admitted that I have not seen But you already have. This is post-admitting. Yeah. um, You're starting a new chapter. I'm kind of ashamed still to this day. I'm still ashamed. It's a it's a it's a weight that I've always carried, and now that I've probably been exposed to a virus, 
and I'm going to be <laughs> All right, all right. Uh, before we go too off on that tangent, let's do a little thought experiment okay. here. Uh, giving, I'm going to give you three sentences to describe Jaws okay. as I kind of did a minute ago. And then I would like to turn to Johnny Heck uh-huh. and have him do the same thing. Let's see if we all have the same thing regardless. So go ahead. You want me Three to give... sentences without having seen Jaws. Describe it. Unseen terror? Well, I didn't really mean like haiku form. I mean, you make it like <laughs> – I just meant do it very briefly. Oh. Movie I... about a shark. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, small, small beach town. Terrorized by shark, white people be killed. <laughs> all right, uh, an incorrect haiku, but all right, fair enough. <laughs> I see you're trying to condense it as much as you can. Johnny Heck, with uh, three sentences, more or less, uh, give me, I'm Jaws. assuming you've seen Jaws. Sure. Uh, people going in the water, you get what you fucking deserve. That's two sentences. By shark. <laughs> Three yeah. sentences. Good. There you go. It was actually one, one sentence, sentence. And then a sentence fragment. Good enough. Shark bad. Shark good. People bad. Shark good. Stay out of the fucking water. Shark bad. All people right. bad. See, it's so weird that you guys come so close to an actual line from the movie. Shark in the water. People go in the water. People, okay, I've lost it, but I know that I haven't seen the movie, so but, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't stop know. Stop using it as a shield now. Remember, you should be ashamed. I am ashamed. I'm very much ashamed that I've never seen Jaws. But now that I am in home and I can, see, like, now is a good opportunity for me to see Jaws Agreed. for the first time ever. Yes. Um, you know, even though again, just like Johnny mentioned, well, now uh, everybody watched Wag the Dog. Maybe this isn't the best climate. Maybe that's not your best escapist movie because it is terror, dread-inducing. Yeah, but you know, at least you know what you're in for. You don't. I'm, I know. I know <laughs> the end of Jaws. I, I played the video game, and you got to stick the Jaws with I the think boat. You're thinking of Top Gun, the video game. It's rem- very hard to land on the boat. I remember that. That is very true. And it's a very similar uh, interface. <laughs> yeah. When you're under quarantine, when you're under quarantine, you have to worry about shark attacks, unless it's a Sharknado. So I think you're going to be okay watching it. Well, it's, Mark, it's unlike most of the populace of the world, is quarantined within a few miles of the ocean, which it, last I read was full of salt water, sharks, and starfish. Yeah, and I, I have not and been in – I still, even though I have not seen Jaws, I don't go in the water. I do not <laughs> go in the water. I'm deathly afraid of that, and I'm not going to do it. Oh, by the way, how about that interview with Dan Bush, by the way? We haven't even said anything. Great interview with Dan Bush. Oh, thank you. I mean, are yeah. you thanking me yes. because I was a part of it? I think that was great. Uh, was Grim great. Trey, that was great yeah. interview with him. He is um, – you know, this guy is a movie fanatic. He, this guy knows what he's doing. He he creates good movies. He makes movies, and not because anyone is giving him a shit ton of money to do it. Yeah, and that's Which is commendable. something to say. Yes, he's yeah. scraping together his own movie career, and so he's not thinking twice about it. His movies are available right now on Amazon and Netflix and um Yeah, you can get your, your iTunes... 
Yeah. Uh, if you find a blockbuster, he's there. He might have got a deal. He might be signing copies. <laughs> I don't know because he's that grassroots. Been to, so, been to Oregon. Thank you for bringing Check up it ben out. Bush. So great, so great. <laughs> yeah, he's a genuine dude, and you're going to get a genuine product. And it's these type of movies that, and we've talked about it on episodes past where you have to embrace this product, the genuine kind of lower budget films, and you're going to find a lot of times a higher quality. And this is an example of that. So go check it out. Enough, yeah. enough with the – even though I watch all the Marvel movies, enough with it. Go go see – Oh, a, a wait a minute. Product. I think I might have found a little chink in the armor. You said that too quick. Have you watched all of the Marvel movies? Yeah, only the ones that have male leads, of course. I <laughs> Just kidding. Captain Marvel, I loved it. Uh, no, yeah, of course. There's only one that you haven't. Yeah, there's only one. I'm just busy that month. No, of course I have. I mean, just, uh, don't look at us. Uh, you know what? Can we just take a little survey? Because there are some Marvel movies that I that I haven't seen. So have you seen all of them? Ex, like all of them except for Captain Marvel? No, I've seen Captain Marvel. Okay, a so, you, so, times. so you've seen them all? Yes. All right, uh, Graham. I, well, since the advent of Disney Plus, yes, I have. Okay, I have not seen um, Ant Man one. Okay, and I have not seen Iron Man three. And I think that's it. It's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah. yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. I, th- I haven't seen those two. And I don't know if we should feel bad for you or you should feel bad for us. I feel bad for everybody. Yeah. Two yeah. out of 37 Marvel movies. Yeah. I've, I've, I've caught yeah. up. I've kept up yeah. as much as I possibly could. And um, still, if you're holed up in the quarantine, Marvel is a great place to go. No problem. Yeah. Uh, but so anyway, Honestly, if you uh, if you're in quarantine for let's just say seven days mm-hmm. or whatever oh, you might wow, be that's in a good quarantine go. for, yeah, this would be a great time to get use out of your Disney Plus because mm-hmm. you can knock out all of the Pixar movies, all of the Marvel movies, mm-hmm. all of the Star Wars movies that you can stand. Although. Trust me, if you're old like I am and you haven't bothered getting into the Star Wars shows over the years, this is a great time to do it. I time. have been blown away on how good the Clone Wars are mm-hmm. and not just about how entertaining they are, about how much they actually speak to what I think the Star Wars mythos was all about. I don't want to get distracted there. Not yet. Because most of all, I want to remind the world. That Johnny Heck never saw Apocalypse Now. <laughs> that is true. You haven't seen Apocalypse Now? That is true. And actually, as, as much as Mark E's admission blew everyone's nipples off in this room, <laughs> I have, you, you've inspired me to come clean. <laughs> Go ahead. There's a movie. Now, I have seen many a clip, many mm-hmm. a YouTube montage. I've heard the song. But all the way through, start to finish, Credit to credit, I have not seen Rocky all the way through. What? Yes. Rocky. Uh, it is true. So that's, you've not seen no. Rocky. And even worse, you I've like seen, sports, right? I'm a fan. I have, But I've seen the, the um, much like your Jaws 3D, I've seen the Ivan Drago <laughs> <laughs> wow. That Rocky is nothing four. to be ashamed of. I remember I break Rocky oh Four much better than I remember Rocky One. But Rocky One that. is an Oscar. Yeah, Rocky winner. One is the outlier because it's actually <laughs> a nuanced. It won the movie. Oscar. I saw the one with the robot. 
That, here, that's Rocky IV. That's Drago. Oh, is it still yeah. the same yeah. one? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I am just like, I want to kill you right now. <laughs> Marty's hand is over his face, and oh. he's no longer making eye contact. Well, with me, I'll tell you what, though. You can at least redeem yourself in my eyes if you can recognize the Rocky formula from everything you've seen. Okay, go ahead. And if you can tell what me do you think happens in Rocky what, one? what the end of Rocky was, the end of the boxing match that inevitably would end a Rocky movie, who's the winner? Oh, Apollo Creed wins. How do you How know that? How the fuck do you know that? Again, I... I, I, I because he... you're wrong. No, he does win. No. It was a dual knockout. You. It was the first in history... They threw punches at each other. Oh, Both man. fell down together. Damn it. No. Right? No, that's not well, what happened. All right, then, Damn it. Well, then maybe I haven't seen Rocky. No, but Is Rocky, that the one with Rambo? Listen. Did that guy Adrian win? Or was that... <laughs> was that that's all I remember. He was like, hey, Adrian. Adrian, get back here. Adrian, See, what you guys, come what, get what, your belt. What, no, what, what none of you guys fail... <laughs> what, what none of you guys are understanding... What none of you guys are understanding is that... Rocky wins by going the distance. Oh. So Rocky did win that fight. It's like Prefontaine. Doesn't matter. Other than like that. Like Postfontaine. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Because hmm. you had a great piece of ass. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets right up your ass. I, I, I don't know why he went to um, there. Uh, I, it's... It's it's easy to um, to fall in love with the Rocky Balboa and the Sylvester Stallone and Clubber Lang and Ivan Drago and all that stuff. It's all great, but Rocky is an Oscar-winning movie. It is important to the fabric of cinema, as it's- Martin Scorsese pompous asshole that he is <laughs> would define. Mark has only adopted this attitude towards him since he <laughs> talks smack about the MCU very gently, everybody. But go on. Fuck him. Oh, fuck and you. Clown fuck shoes. me. Fuck you. Fuck you. You think? All right. But and your but big what fucking to, glasses. What I'm trying to say. <laughs> stupid eyebrows. But my God, I just look. All of you out there that are in quarantine right now, I want you all. I feel I want you. you. I want but you guys physical. to all watch. Big Trouble in Little China. Let's all watch Jaws for the first time, because I haven't seen it. <laughs> and, my God, watch fucking Rocky. Jesus okay. Christ. Oh, my Lord. Rocky is an Oscar-winning movie. Jaws should have won the Oscar, but it didn't. And that's How the bad. fuck would you know? Because it was like... Um, Gorillas in the Mist or Lost in Africa or some shit that won the Oscar that year. <laughs> no, no. First of all, it wasn't, and you didn't see it. Do you know what won in the year that Jaws lost? Uh, let's see. I'm going to say it was 1983. No, it was in the 70s. 1978. Nope. Yes, yeah, on Golden Pond. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Uh, why not? I threw it out there. All right, hold on. Let's just let's look this up. I'm going to do a little IMDb reading. Oh, I'm sorry. We're in quarantine. You can't use the internet. Are you sure? Keep going. Are you sure? Keep going. Because Johnny, I'm Johnny, but I'm only announce time. it. Only announce it if I'm right. <laughs> Copy that. Okay. Are you looking? Cool. All right. What did Jaws lose? What did Jaws lose the Oscar to? What do you mean right. lose the Oscar to? You ready? Yeah. The Godfather Part Two. Oh, okay. That's, that sounds good to me. 
you're okay with that. Yeah. Godfather Part Two is the greatest fucking movie of all time. Too bad Jaws didn't is that eat up you, the you... competition. But I... <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's enough for me, guys. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen Jaws. My microphone almost <laughs> fell over. That joke was so fucking stupid. I have not seen Jaws, so I have no idea. Maybe but you were too Godfather, busy watching The Godfather Part yeah. 2. Godfather Part 2 is amazing. So, yeah. you know. But anyway, the point is, yeah, I'm going to watch Jaws, and you guys are going to watch Big Trouble in Little China, because I don't, I don't think you guys have seen it. Yes, I've yeah. seen it oh, many okay. times. <laughs> i got to watch The Rocky. You gotta watch the Rocky. Doesn't he? Um, maybe, like, maybe you've been having trouble seeing it because you keep renting the Rocky, which sounds like a probably a bad porn. Well, I, or just a cheap ripoff on the Sean Connery Nicolas Cage classic, The Rock. Los Rocco. <laughs> the Rock. Welcome to the Rock. Wait, wait. The fight is not on Alcatraz. I, I don't know what the hell <laughs> happened here. Right? Doesn't he like punch some eggs and eat some meats and? Uh, Run up some stairs. There's, um, I was, uh, I was right, on vacation. Guys, well, on here, I'm just going to say it. Uh, one movie I never saw, I've lied about, is The Rock. You've never seen The Rock? Okay, actually, I saw it. I was just hoping I could lie about it now. <laughs> <laughs> you took it the other way. Plot twist. <laughs> Woo! A movie well, like, yeah, about I did look. see it. <laughs> I, I'm going to ask you In about this theater, more later, bit, but, uh, um, look, if you, like, I have... Recently, I was on vacation and in a hotel, and my I, I, have a, I have a very active old lady. She's always hiking and walking and doing all this crap. I was in the room. But you and, call her your old lady. And I caught a Rocky Marathon, and I was able to watch off and on all the Rocky movies up until five, and it was great. Right. How long was your old lady hiking? Like, how many of these movies were you hanging? No, out? but I was I was Four able <laughs> I was able to like leave and have lunch and come back, you know. But I'm just saying that like you know when you add commercials and all this stuff, like a Rocky Marathon on AMC or whatever could last. Yes, yeah, eighteen hours from yeah, yeah. ten in the morning until yeah. eight at night. I but know it was that. it yeah. was always great to like come back into the room and like oh, Rocky just like, and yeah, like you invented a Rocky world. Yeah, a Rocky. There was a Rocky go. environment okay, to come back, right? Yeah. And, and it was great. Like all these movies, like they're all so good, and they're all kind of based off of this. But if you have not seen Rocky, you don't get it. You'll never get it because they're never as good as that movie. So, I want all of y'all who've been lying he's pointed at me the whole time. Bigger worse than that, he's right doing like face. a Mussolini. Yeah. I am doing a Mussolini. I'm doing... I'm doing the crowd I'm doing, I'm doing like if you just farted and I'm just kind of I'm kind of like blowing it back to me. He's blowing. Yeah, I'm just kind of whiffing it back. That's the Mussolini, and it's important. And Rocky's Italian. Now, now he's making a it fist. It makes sense. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh, it's either masturbatory or very. It's important. Oh, it's, it's really. I'm doing the upside down. Now it's yeah. Mussolini. It's almost yeah. a chef's <laughs> kiss. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's important. You just guys in case both it. of you are lying about the Godfather, who's doing a real Marlon Brando. This is my uh, opinion of a Mussolini. Pasta fangule. Okay. All right. <laughs> a little bit of a... Yeah. It's all good, you know. Um, but I've been lying about Jaws. He's been lying about Rocky. Grimshay, what have you been lying about? Oh, let me think. Let me just pick one. 
Uh, <laughs> One? You have more? <laughs> other than lying about seeing the rock. And by the way, <laughs> winners go home and fuck the prom queen. <laughs> I know what he's talking about because I've seen that movie. You're the man now, dog. Do you remember that? <laughs> oh, yeah. I bet you don't. Uh, all right. Uh, let's see. One I've lied about seeing. I'm trying to also remember because there have been, <laughs> believe it or not, over my life, there's been plenty of times when I've got a couple days off and I retroactively fill that hole. Mm-hmm. I've lied about seeing a lot of movies in my life and then went back and watched them. Okay. So I'm What's trying to remember, like, which one I'm so committed to. I can't remember if right. I ever went back and watched it All right. It yet. I, I, I'm going to give you a little bit of time for this because, like, uh, oh, uh, oh you got it? Animal House. What? Oh, mother. I have probably seen <laughs> the entire movie by now. Oh, man. But I remember being in high school saying, oh, yeah, I've seen it. Oh, my God. Like, not knowing what the guitar joke was about. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, that's great because of the... Saturday Night Live, drug dude, yeah. But I think at this point, like literally to <laughs> to keep up. Have with you seen it, it now? I I've never taken the movie. Are you still lying about seeing Animal House to me? Honest to have God, have you seen Animal House? This is what I'm saying to you. I have never, to my remembrance, <laughs> taken the movie, put it in a VCR or DVD player or. I don't even demanded think it's, it. You're demanded still it, not admitting it, and started from the beginning You've to the end. You've never seen Animal House, but there are so many like culturally important moments that you see the clips, you see people act them out. I've sat and seen it like when it was on, like edited on TNT. That's how I feel about Jaws. So I feel like yes, there's nothing I'm missing from it, but no, I never had the experience. You've never of seen watching it. Animal House from start to end, and part of that was because I said before I was ready, like, oh yeah, I know that, and I, it just got spoiled for you're me. You're just, oh, man. you are just, you're 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 just like, equivocating, but like, but yep. but let me just say this: you have not seen. Animal House. Yep. There and you go. I have not seen Jaws. I could explain to you. I could tell you about Jaws. You could do all the beats. Yeah, I could do with, it all. Yeah, I could yeah. do the beats like Rocky. I could probably get through the three acts of the main beats of it. But yeah, you know what's funny? You know what's funny about this little experiment? And we did not meet before we had this conversation. No, this is all these, new. These guys are strangers to yeah. me. One of them has yeah. his pants down. Yeah. And I'm uncomfortable. Sorry. Hold on. But yeah. yes, all three of our movies. That we've all graciously admitted to can all be. I could explain all these movies without seeing them, just as you have. Yeah. But let me just say, for all, for I have seen Animal House and I have seen Rocky, and let me say this: you motherfuckers are missing <laughs> out on two incredible oh, movies. Now, I haven't seen Jaws. Can you say the same about that? To me, should I see Jaws? Am I missing out? No. If you do, you know this. Do you know this uh, hit song from the eighties? Donna. Dun it. Dun it. You do. <laughs> yes. Then you don't need to see it. Okay. That's then. That's that's on me. Fine. No, it's not on yeah, you. That's I, the whole point. It's off you and Johnny. 
I don't feel guilt for not seeing your movie. No, no, it, it's it's gotten to the point where I've lived with this secret for so long. It's part <laughs> of me now. I think you need to see Rocky. Though. I will, but yeah, uh, yeah. It, there is it's not being said. It's not no. like I just. It's like, hey, why don't I watch Rocky? I'm like, fuck you. I'm not yeah. watching that. I, I I like Stallone. I've even yeah. seen The Expendables, man. I mean, it, it, no, Rocky's there's different. There's no rhyme though. or reason. Rocky's different. Rocky though. is different. And I yeah. remember what I remember of Rocky. And I know that I've seen it actually in its entirety uh, at least four or five times in my life. And I've seen the highlights of it a number of times. Because if you tune in, like I said, on TNT or something, and it's the end of Rocky, you watch it. So we're all exposed to enough of it. And these are big enough movies. But what I remember of actually watching it as a kid was one scene where fucking Rocky or maybe it was Paulie got so mad at. Sophia Coppola or or Talia Shire or whatever, yeah. they fucking took a turkey out of the oven and threw it out the window. Yeah, that and I remember as a kid thinking, like, what? no one's boxing. Mm. I don't understand why they're so serious about something when no one's boxing. Yeah, I think you, so you missed the, all the... the nuance and all that shit obviously went over my head. But to this day, I'm sitting in front of you knowing I've seen the movie. It is colored by the fact that before I understood it, I was like, why is he throwing a turkey out of the window? Yeah, well, I understand now. Johnny Heck hasn't seen that part. Spoilers. (laughs) Shit. Rocky gets all roid monster and throws a turkey out the window. No, that was Polly that did it. You said Rocky. Polly throws it out the window. See, I was still trying to remember. And then I think Rocky had to calm fucking Adrian down. And that's how their love story started. This is oh coming my from God, someone I want to who has jump watched into this, this movie a number of times, <laughs> and still I can't fucking like put it together for you. Um, let me just say this to all of you that have not seen Rocky yet: is that all this stuff that Grimshay here has been trying to eloquently explain to y'all? It all but leave builds it into for you, right? It all builds into that final fight, which is not about uh, uh, gaining a championship. It's not about gold. It's about the... Personal demons. It's about personal demons. It is. It's about achieving something. It's about not being a bum. And it is... Rocky is one of the most beautiful movies I have ever seen. And if you like sports, you need to see Rocky because it's maybe the greatest sports movie ever. Ever. Period. Uh, ever. Uh, it's hyperbole, but we'll allow maybe. it for anyone I who agrees maybe. with you. I said maybe. And, <laughs> and, and, and it's, yell, it's because it's because of what it um it's because of what it achieves. Well, you know? best sports movie in a world with unnecessary or necessary roughness. Fuck, I fucked that up. In a world with necessary <laughs> roughness with Scott Bakula and Kathy Harlan. I've seen that movie. I've in the seen theater. some good sports movies. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rocky, necessary roughness. I'll be the judge of that. I saw that yeah. movie in the theater as well. I did, too. Yeah. Kathy Ireland, I would have seen her yeah, she was the movie kicker. just licking stamps for an hour and a half. <laughs> Actually, it probably wouldn't have been better than that piece of shit. But, yeah, no, I will see it. And I, I will. I will. I will. I will. Yeah. Well, there it is. Anyway, hashtag basketball. Yeah. All right. Uh, we've covered a lot of stuff here. 
We've all had our catharsis. Uh-huh. We're Fair all enough. quarantined. Our quarantine confession. So Ooh. every movie that we have admitted we haven't seen, we probably could write a synopsis for, though. Yeah, I think I've so. noticed. Yeah, that's the all thing. right. So that's one to take. A, maybe we'll, this will become a tradition here on Saturday morning serial. Mm-hmm. I think this is probably it's a good exploratory exercise. So all you <laughs> listeners, look within yourself. Who have you been lying to about your movies? Yeah. And keep it going. We know you got one. Bring it up, but I bet you know the movie anyway. Okay, uh, I was going to say there's more we can do with this. Nope. But now that I'm thinking about it, that's enough of this. Yeah, but I think we're good. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Oh, this is enough of this. Put on the gas as I left the road and flew out 